What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Igus. And ladies and gentlemen, March has begun. And there has already been so many exciting games. And I can't wait to get into all of them with you guys. So let's get it. Now, before we touch on any of the March Madness games, there was some big news in the NFL, and I promise I won't spend too much time on it, but Devontae Adams has been traded to the Oakland Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. But that's absolutely insane because the Packers just franchise tagged him, and we talked about in last episode how he announced he will not be playing on the franchise tag, and he meant it because he is now on the Las Vegas Raiders, and Aaron Rodgers who just signed a contract with the Packers, will not be getting his number one receiver back. So I'm very curious to see what the Packers' plans are with this. But I'm not going to focus on the Packers. The AFC West is stacked even more now. I'm terrified of every team in that division. The AFC will be dangerous. At least one of them won't make it. So that'll help the Bengals out a little bit. But it's March. And we're going to talk about March Madness. Now, I'm purposely recording this episode before the second day of games begin. So, if you want to hear my analysis on all the other games that are about to happen for the rest of this week until Tuesday, please go check out my Twitter at RookieBallPod1 so you can see me announce all the games, what I thought of them. So, if you guys want to hear more content from me, go check me out on Twitter. But with that being said, the first day has passed the first round games, and we're going to be going into each of them just like how we did with the NFL playoffs. So prepare for the next couple of weeks, every episode, to be recapping the games that have happened. So if you are a longtime fan, you know what's about to happen. If you're not, be prepared. So the first game that passed was Michigan 11-seeded Michigan and 6-seeded Colorado State. And yes, an upset happened on the very first game And I am so sad to say that I picked Colorado State in every single one of my brackets because I was so confident. I talked about how Michigan didn't deserve to be in the tournament. And so this was like the only pick outside of 1 in 16 seeds that I was super confident to make. And I got, I got roasted. I got toasted and Michigan pulls it out. They could be a very dangerous team because they are from a Power 5 school and you should just never doubt a Power 5 school. The second game that passed was between San Diego State and Providence and a lot of people thought that this upset might happen. I was very confident that it would not. I picked Providence and until the last like minute, it was actually kind of scary. Providence jumped out to a lead, then San Diego State kind of climbed back and it was pretty close. But then there started to become a run, and obviously the free throw game at the end allowed Providence to win by nine. Memphis and Boise State, a nine versus an eight seed that a lot of people thought could go either way, but it seemed the majority went with Boise State, and I went with Memphis in my picks, so I was very happy with that decision because I just think Memphis has has too much talent. 
I think there's a lot of teams on this bracket that are very chemistry linked, that work together very well, but sometimes talent does beat experience. And in this case, it did with Memphis over Boise State. I like Memphis if they weren't going up against Gonzaga in the second round. If they were facing like a Baylor, I would actually have hope possibly for them to win. But since they are going against Gonzaga, the number one overall seed of the number one seeds, I'm not having too much faith. Speaking of Baylor, they had the fourth game in the first day between Norfolk State, a 1-16 and a 16 seed, and yes, of course, it ended in a domination for the one seed Baylor, 85-49. to 49. I'll be honest, I barely even watched any of the 1-16 versus 16 seed games because I have the app open. If it's close, I'll watch it. I watched the Gonzaga and Georgia State game until that started to blow up. So, yes, I did not watch most of this game because I assumed that Baylor would win. The fifth game of the day was between Tennessee and Longwood, and no one was really going genuinely for Longwood, but man, this was a domination. Like, Tennessee had this the entire way. I started marking them down in my bracket as correct once the second half had started. That's how dominant this win was for Tennessee, and they look scary, because 56 to 88 is a score that you might see out of a 1 and a 16 seed, but this is a 3 and a 14. They could be very dangerous, and I I do have them going to my Elite 8, but man, they could be very, very dangerous. The sixth game, a 12 and a 5 seed, and the 12 seed upsets. It happens every year, and I don't know why, but Richmond upset Iowa Iowa, one of the most popular picks in the bracket right now. I did not have them winning. I picked Richmond. So I'm very proud of that upset pick that I had. But Iowa is was one of the hottest teams going into this tournament. That allowed a lot of people to think that they could be a possible pick to make a huge run in this tournament. But unfortunately not. They get stopped right in the first round by Richmond. And it was genuinely just because Iowa couldn't do what their game plan was. Iowa shoots threes, they're good at shooting threes, and they just couldn't get shots to go down. And that's how it ends sometimes. Sometimes you just really can't get a shot down. They were getting the shots they wanted, they just weren't falling in the hoop, and it landed them in a first round exit. Gonzaga versus Georgia State, another one versus the 16 seed. That was really scary up until like the last nine minutes. They went into halftime tied. And a lot of people thought because the only time a 16 seed has won was against the number one overall seed. And it was pretty scary for a little bit. I think a lot of people thought there was a chance that just a last second bucket could really uh, upset this game. But... In the end, Gonzaga pulls out extremely in the last 9 or 10 minutes and end up winning by 21 to make this game look like it was never close, but it was for a while. And Georgia State, I put up my congratulations to you guys. You put up a hell of a fight against Gonzaga. The next game was between an 8 and a 9 seed with North Carolina going against Marquette. Now I'm in a bit of a pool right now with a couple of my co-workers that I work with and every single one of them picked Marquette besides myself 
And gosh, how I am glad that I did because North Carolina stomped on them. And I gotta say, this team just scored 95 points against a seed one below them. Baylor's in trouble. Baylor's in big trouble. I don't know what what they're gonna do to game plan for this, but man, North Carolina looked scary in this game. They looked like they were the championship contender. And they're an eight seed. So they could ruin a lot of people's day. I guess we'll see how it turns out, but UNC looked really good in that game. The next game that was so close right up until the end was between 12 seed of New Mexico State and 5 seed of Connecticut. One of two games, sorry, one of three games that I got wrong yesterday. New Mexico State pulls off another 12 5 upset. 70 to 63 they were tied going into the last like minute but then new mexico state made a bucket and then it became the free throw game for them and they pulled it out yukon was a lot of people's picks to go far in the bracket i personally only had them going to the next round and losing to arkansas and for that reason i'm very glad that they lost now because i'd rather have that than them go too far the next game breaks my heart because in the bracket that I told you guys, I said that Kentucky would win the national championship. Is that what I had in my work pool bracket? No. I only had them going to my, uh, to my final four in my work bracket. But Kentucky, two-seeded Kentucky, loses to the 15-seeded St. Peter's. And I can't believe it. You know, a 15 seed has barely ever won in the first round of March Madness. It happened last year with Oral Roberts and Ohio State. And I can't believe it had to happen to my team. Ah, it's, I think it hurts a little bit more after watching the success of the Bengals last season and then just seeing my team get upset heavily right after seeing the success of the Bengals. But... As salty as I am and upset about this, because I really did want to watch Kentucky play a few more games, congratulations to St. Peter's. I mean, they played their ass off in this game, and they made a lot of smart moves. They had a lot of players that were so just like in the huddle, being the coach, basically. They have a lot of experienced guys, and I talked about how sometimes talent can beat experience but in this case experience definitely beat out talent the next game we had was between the five-seeded st mary's and the 12-seeded indiana hoosiers hoosiers i think it's hoosiers but for the first time so far in the tournament a five seed did win the 5-12 matchup and st mary's pulled out a 29 point victory for the first time in the tournament so far, a 5 seed did beat the 12 seed with only one remaining today. St. Mary's pulls out a 29-point win against Indiana. It kind of stayed close in the first half, and then St. Mary's pulled away. And I gotta admit, I, I did pick St. Mary's to win this game, but I do have to admit that they definitely shocked me at how good they were this game. Because I view CLA beating them next round. And I'm not so confident in that pick anymore. Because UCLA looked eh. And St. Mary's looked really good. 
Uh, Indiana was a upset pick for a lot of people. I got a feel for them because they have to be shocked and embarrassed right now. The next game was one that I was very scared about, but I ended up getting right between Creighton and San Diego State. It was a close game, only ended up being a three-point difference, but I did pick Creighton, and I'm happy I did because everyone else in my pool at work picked San Diego State. And so Creighton moves on. They are going to lose to Kansas, but I guess we'll see. The next game was a team that I have a lot of confidence in. Arkansas, four-seeded Arkansas, beat 13-seeded Vermont 75-71, to and their offense was lights out. Their offense played amazing, but their defense looked a little iffy. And they are going against New Mexico State, who I think defensively looked very strong in their game. But... I think Arkansas can do what they just did against Vermont and just plain outscore them, but they do need to figure out their defense if they want to make a deep run in this tournament because they are a team that could possibly upset a Gonzaga and a Duke because they can be very good. They can be very good. The third to last game that happened was UCLA, four-seeded UCLA versus 13-seeded Akron. This game ended up being way closer than it should have been, way closer than it needed to be. UCLA only edged it out 57-53 to against Akron, and I think UCLA was a popular pick amongst a lot of people to go far into this bracket, and a win like this has got to be scary for people who did that, including myself, because I agree, Akron is a good team, and they definitely had a chance to upset this game. But UCLA should be better than this. I think UCLA is honestly a championship contender. And the fact that they came this close with 13-seeded Akron, even though props to them, uh, is not a good sign for UCLA. The second-to-last game, you know what? No. It was such an exciting game. I'm just going to talk about the last game that happened between number one-seeded Kansas and 16-seeded Texas Southern. No upset going on here, an 83-56 to 56 victory for Kansas. Very dominant, as we all expected. No 16 seeds will be making it to the second round this year. But with all that being said, the final game that I'm going to talk about was by far the most exciting game, and that was between 7-seeded Murray State and 10-seeded San Francisco. These guys went to overtime and ended up being a 92-87 to 87 victory for Murray State. And it was crazy. I think a lot of people hyped up this game to be one of the better games in the first round. And they were not incorrect at all. It is kind of sad to see one of these teams get eliminated after how well both of them just played. They matched each other so great. And I think there's... And I, I think I talked about this when I made predictions. Both of these teams could probably beat a decent amount of the higher seeds that they're going to play. And now... Murray State gets to go on and play 15-seeded St. Peter's. Murray State could definitely make a run. They looked very good in this game. I think if San Francisco would have won this game, that they had a chance to make a big run in the tournament. It was such an exciting game. It almost made up for how sad I was with the Kentucky loss on how great this game was. With all that being said, I'm only going to talk about two games for the game setup for today 
And that's because I want to bring something back that I haven't done since the NFL playoffs. And I'm so excited to do because my lock of the day in today's tournament. And I'm not going to be boring. I'm not going to pick a 1 versus a 16 seed. I'm going to pick a 7 and a 10 seed game. And I'm going to go ahead and lock in that Ohio State is going to beat Loyola Chicago. And a lot of people picked Loyola Chicago to win this upset. I mean, probably majority of people picked Loyola Chicago in this game. And I love Loyola Chicago. But OSU is my second team in this tournament that I root for after Kentucky. And for that, I got OSU as my lock to win their game. So this the game starts in like an hour from the time that I'm recording this. So I guess we'll see. But with my... Now, in my bracket, I did pick UAB to win over Houston. But am I certain in this? Because I want to get my upset of the week correctly. I've only missed one upset of the week. And that was Cincinnati winning in the Super Bowl. But I want to make sure I get mine right. So I'm going to go with an upset that I'm very confident will happen. And that is going to be 11-seeded Virginia Tech over 6-seeded Texas. That's a very popular upset pick. So maybe I am going a little too safe. But I, I just am very certain that Virginia Tech will pull this game out. And I think I'm going to start 1-0 one, one uh, on my March Madness upset of, the, upset of the day picks, actually. Because there are games every day in March Madness. But with that being said, I can't wait for today's slate of games. I think it'll be very exciting. I'm so ready to start the second round. It gets so much better as as the teams get to play that are a little bit closer in seeding. But obviously the first round is great as well because you get to see a whole bunch of those 15-2 upsets, 11-6, 12-5 upsets. Maybe we'll see even some higher seeds make it into the second round out of today's game. The final thing I want to talk about, it's just very short in the MLB. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Freddie Freeman, as we talked about in the last episode, did officially sign with the Dodgers. And that got me thinking on how certain I am that the Dodgers are going to make the World Series. I was like, huh, who is going to make the World Series this year? And so with spring training games starting just yesterday, let's give my way, way, way too early predictions for the World Series this year. Now, I just basically announced mine in the NL. I don't think there's a single team that can be in any way competitive with the Los Angeles Dodgers. If there is, let me know. But I genuinely can't think of a team that's competitive with the Dodgers because I'm looking through every division. I don't think the Padres are competitive with them. I don't think the Cardinals are competitive with them. I don't think the Phillies are competitive with them. I just think the Dodgers are going to run away with the NL. In the AL, that's where it's actually fun and competitive, like it should be. But the Yankees, talent-wise, are there. Do I think that they're going to go in the World Series? It'd be very fitting 
for the two teams that everyone is so sick of just being able to spend endless amounts of money on to make it to the World Series. But no, I don't, I don't have the Yankees. But I do, in fact, have a team from their division making it. And you know what? It's a crazy pick. But I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. I like Toronto. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is probably one of the top three players in the MLB right now. And they've been making winning moves so far this offseason. So I'm very excited. I think the Blue Jays will make it in the AL. Now, will they be able to compete with a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers? Absolutely not. The Dodgers have to be everyone, at least like betting odds favorites to win the World Series this year. And I have no doubt that they possibly could. That is why I'm going with the Los Angeles Dodgers against the Blue Jays with the Dodgers winning the World Series. If I'm right, you can go ahead and clip this moment right now. And we can always remember that Phoenix is the greatest sports analysis ever. And we should definitely sign him to be on a show somewhere so that he can give his analysis to the whole of America and possibly the world. <laughs> but with that being said, that is all the time we have for today's episode. It's a short one. And I think it's nice to have this short of an episode. I think it'll help I think it'll help for you guys to listen for it just to be very quick, sweet, and short. But I do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and continue to get to watch these amazing March Madness games. So I will see you guys on Tuesday. And I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.